Hi everyone, welcome back to Communist Propaganda with Lava. So today we're going to compare economic systems, we're going to compare capitalism and communism. So the purpose of this is just to educate people more about um, uh, capitalism and especially communism because I feel like it was pushed down a lot due to the red propaganda. And the reason for this, it actually, if you read the Communist Manifesto, it will tell you why this is. It's because that in um, that time period, a lot of European countries were scared of the power that communism had because a lot of people were actually uh, for it. So they took it in their hands and they combined forces to wipe out communism. And so until the publication of Karl Marx's and Frederick Engels' Uh, Communist Manifesto in 1848, much of the Western world would follow a course where individuals own private property, businesses, enterprises, and the profits that resulted from these investments. So Marx and Engels will point out that the uneven distribution of wealth in the capitalist world and it would how it would predict the worldwide popular uprising to distribute wealth evenly. Ever since that, nations have wrestled with which direction to turn their economics. So let's look at capitalism first, right? So capitalism is basically, uh, it's based off of a private ownership. So of the means of production and individual economic freedom. So most of these means of production, uh, they're owned by people. So they're owned by private individuals and not by the government. So these private owners, these private individuals, will make decisions about what, when, where, and how to produce, uh, and and how much that those goods will cost, where they'll sell it. They make all of these decisions. So other characteristics of capitalism will include free competition. So the basic rule of capitalism is that people should compete freely without inf- interference from the government or any outside force. So capitalism will assume that the most deserving person will usually win. In theory, prices will be kept as low as possible because consumers will usually seek the best product for the least amount of money. So another thing we need to keep in mind is supply and demand. So in a capitalist system, these prices are determined by how many products there are and how many people want them. So this is usually what you learn in economics class. So you'll learn your basic economics, you learn the system of capitalism because it's what most places in the world follow today. So when supply increases, the prices tend to drop. And if the prices drop, demand usually increases until the supply will run out. And then because the supply will run out, um, the prices increase once more, but only if the demand is high enough for it, if this makes sense. So these are the laws of supply and demand, and they basically work in a cycle to control prices and keep them from getting too high or too low. Because if there was a constant demand, then the prices would become unimaginably high. However, if there was a constant supply, then the uh, prices would stay low and they would not rise at all. So if you look at, uh, so let's look at communism, right? So Karl Marx, uh, I mentioned him him before, he's considered the century fo- 19th century founder of communism. Um, and he was outraged by the growing gap between, the growing wealth gap between the rich and the poor. He saw capitalism as um, an outdated economic system, and he thought that it exploited workers, uh, which uh, and the, these workers would eventually rise against the rich because the poor were so unfairly treated. So Marx thought that the economic system of communism would replace capitalism. Communism is based off of principles meant to correct the problems caused by capitalism. 
So the most important principle of communism is in fact that no private ownership of property should be allowed. So Marx did believe that private ownership encouraged greed and motivated people to knock out the competition. Uh, he believed it encouraged oligopolies and mon monopolies. And um, he, he believed that they encouraged them to uh, ascend to this no matter the consequences. So he believed that property should be shared and that people should ultimately control the economy. So a system for the people, by the people. So the government should exercise the control in the name of the people, at least in the transition between capitalism and communism. So the goals are to eliminate this gap between the rich and the poor and bring about economic equality. So uh, if you look, there's a system that's a little bit in between capitalism and communism. It's definitely not the same thing as either one. It's different, but I like to think of it as having a little bit from both sides. And this is socialism. So if you look at socialism, like communism, it calls for putting the major means of production in the hands of the people. So either directly with the people or through the government. So they either put it directly through the people or they use the government as a vector. So socialism will also believe that wealth and income should be shared more equally among people. Socialists differ from communists, however, in that they do not believe that the workers will overthrow capitalists suddenly and violently. They do not believe that all private property should be eliminated. So their main goal is to narrow, but not totally eliminate, uh, the gap between the rich and the poor. So the government, they say, has the responsibility to redistribute wealth, to make society more fair and just. So there, um, until now, there's actually no purely capitalist or communist economy in the world today. So the, capital United, the capitalist United States has a social security system and a government-owned postal service. Communist China now allows citizens to keep some of the profits they earn. These categories are how do, like models designed to shed greater light on differing economic systems. So they're all, um, they're very mixed economic systems. And so if you look at, if you look at globalization and independent governments, then you have all of these international organizations and regional organizations. And we need to look at how um, these systems can be implemented on a large or small scale. So if you look at, if you look at history, actually, so the, um, so Catalonia was a very good example of the closest we have ever come to communism. It did immensely well. Uh, it created Spain's first socialized healthcare service system. It, uh, it benefited more than 40,000 people and agricultural workers, more than 2,000 of them, uh, collectively increase their produce and increase the profits gained by the agricultural work. They also made their own totalitarian army, which had around a hundred thousand people. In the end, they were wiped out. <clears throat> sorry. In the end, they were wiped out by Hitler uh, providing military towards uh, to Franco. Hitler and Mussolini providing military to Franco, and in the end, they were not strong enough to combat this. They were also wiped out by the church, who did not believe that communism should exist. So I hope this has given you a little bit of information about what capitalism is, what communism is. Um, I suggest uh, if you guys want some good reads, you should obviously read the Communist Manifesto. There is also a Capitalist Manifesto. There's an old one and a new one. I suggest reading the new one because the old one is a little bit outdated. And you know what? Form your own views on this. Don't listen to me. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just one person and in the end I have my own views. Uh, just in the same way that you have your own views. And there's no nothing to say whether someone is more educated than another person. As long as you're informed, you have every right to form your own views.
And I feel like that's the most important part of all, standing up for your own views. And a lot of people will ask me, um, so I don't claim to be a communist. I don't like putting myself in a box. It's just that I don't agree with capitalism. So a lot of people will ask me, if I don't agree with capitalism, why do I fit into the society of capitalism? Like, why do I function in a capitalist society? And I, uh, and I, I honestly don't have an answer for that because I don't know how to answer the fact that like you're forced to live in this society. You don't have a choice where you're born, right? So it's when they ask me like, what if not everyone wants to work with communism? Like, it's the same thing. Not everyone wants to work with capitalism, but people do it anyways because they have to, or else they die. So. Yeah, that's, those are, that's my two cents on capitalism, uh, communism. I'm probably going to wrap up talking about capitalism in the next episode. And then after that, we'll transition into more, um, how do you say, more controversial, very, very controversial views and more political uh, views. So that's all. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to email me, and ask me any questions, you can email me at atmaramlavanya at gmail.com. That is A-T-H-M-A-R-A-M-L-A-V-A-N-Y-A at the rate of gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.